You're listening to New Dogma Z. Hello and welcome to another New Dogma audio situation. This is episode 34 of NDZ Live. This is Andrew. I am here with Grant and Mitch. How are you guys? Living. You're doing that like every time that we do this. It's true. Which is good. Yeah. That's his thing now. We have yet to like weekend at Bernie's you onto an episode here. It's true. We'll, uh, we're we're hoping we're hoping it takes a while before that happens. If if we do that, can I be Andrew McCarthy? Or no, you kind of have to be because with being Andrew. So I guess I get to be Jonathan Silverman. I, I mean, I guess. Okay, I'll take it. Grant, how are you? Uh, we're going to the playoffs. I'm doing great. Yeah. And we're we will be there in Denver or in Fort Collins. Um, so I'm very excited about that. So I'm great. S- speaking of which. <laughs> playoffs, motherfuckers! Oh, it feels good. some of you, some, some of you, it some of good. you out there, it feels good. We're like, we ain't making no playoffs, and we said, mm, I think we're going. I think we're going. That was me preseason. Going. I was saying we weren't going to make playoffs. Well, but that's that's because I had to be I had to be a Debbie Downer, right? After we finish recording, there has tonight, to be one, right? Yeah. After we finish recording tonight, our guest gets to punch you in the face. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> our guest tonight, uh, the boss himself, Matt Glazer. How are you, Matt? Hey guys, awesome! <laughs> Thanks for having me. His uh, his, uh, his sh- like he's like shoulder height to my face, so that's gonna be like just perfect, like, be like straight the, ninety degree. It'd be like the basketball oh, boy. You don't have to. You don't have to punch Mitch if you don't want to. You can actually <laughs> deputize one. No, you can do it. You can. <laughs> I already got one going. You can, <laughs> rules. You can, you can elbow. <laughs> You can elbow us like uh, Omaha's back line on yeah, those headers. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Jim Jim, uh, Jim Launder calls it the, the power of negative thinking. Uh, <laughs> so we, we kind of use it as a, as a, as a uh, psychoanalysis tool. So I'm 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 here for it, Mitch. We're gonna bring up Jim later in the show. Yeah. Um. So playoffs this weekend, uh, Matt. We've discussed this from before the season even started. Making the playoffs was the goal. Now that you've accomplished that and had a few days to reflect. What are your thoughts on that accomplishment? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I said it after the game. I think, um, look, it's not necessarily the way that we wanted to do it um, uh, with the recent run of form. However, uh, you know, when you look at the big picture, I haven't had a lot of time to go back and reanalyze the, the season yet. That'll, that'll come after, hopefully after we win uh, a trophy. Um, but, but, um, but yeah, really, really just pleased with, with, look, we accomplished our first goal, and that's getting the playoffs. That was our goal from, from February when the guys reported. Um, we knew that bringing back four players, there was going to be a significant rebuild. We knew that the team was going to have an expansion feel to it from a roster perspective. Um, and uh, I think the guys, look, we started off hot. We, we've had some ups and downs. Um, but I think in general, everyone's pleased with, with the fact that we, we accomplished our, our, our main objective, which was getting in the postseason. And everyone knows that in, in, in the United States, if you get in the postseason, you, you've got a, a good chance to win, uh, to win it all. Um, we've got three games. We've yeah. got three games. It's a yeah. new season. So yeah. that's what I said to the guys after the game. It's a three-game season now, brand new. Um, uh, guys came in fresh today, worked hard. Um, I think everyone's excited and know, knowing that, that uh, anything can happen now and, and sort of the, the pressure's kind of on the opponent. You know, the pressure's kind of on the opponent and uh, <coughs> we get to play the underdog a little bit and, and, and the spoiler a little bit, which is um, sometimes, uh, sometimes a good thing in these, in these situations. Yeah, I don't mind it. At all. Uh, At little, all. Little <laughs> punching up. I've been punching up my whole life. Same here, bro. So uh, I, I'm perfectly okay with that. I'm, I'm real good with that. Um, Matt, we talked about a little bit about this, I think. Um, how much time did you give yourself to enjoy 
the moment of making the playoffs, you know, before you you put the nose back to the grindstone and uh, and get ready for Noko. There was about thirty seconds on. The, <laughs> uh, there, was, there was about thirty seconds on the bench um, when we saw when I saw the flock end go nut, go nuts with, and there was like three minutes left in the game. That was and, us. Uh, I looked over, that was us. <laughs> I looked over at the staff, and we all kind of gave each other a hug, and and, uh, and then obviously Aiden, Aiden uh, after the game was was just the most excited I think I've ever seen him. <laughs> um, we did it, boss. We did it. You know, like. Um, but no, I think uh, you know th- those two two brief moments, and then. But I, I also think we know that that uh, we have. I think we have a big feeling that the more there's more to it. There's more to us um, than, than sixth place, and, and um, we have a feeling in the team that that we can go and compete with any team in our league. And, and uh, like I said, we'll try and uh, we'll try and show that. Yeah. So one of the things that separates American sports from sports around the world, including soccer, is the playoff format that obsession with having a single or maybe even double elimination bracket um you've got a lot of experience with playoff soccer both as a uh both as a player and a coach um what are some of the lessons you've learned from those experiences and what are you going to bring to the to the team uh with those experiences yeah i think it's i think it's just that you know i think it's just that i've been in a situation um where i was with part of me with the team that finished uh, in first place, won the regular season uh, in 2017 with the with the Monarchs, won the regular season in the championship, uh, USL championship, and we we hosted the the sixth team, Sacramento. Ironically, lost to lost to Sacramento in penalties, um, and that was our season. And uh, that was one of the worst feelings I've had um, because you know you, you you go you win a regular season and. And yeah. uh, it's just the nature of the the American playoff system, and the reason why we probably love it so much because it's it's so much more it's you so know, unpredictable. Well, it's, yeah. it's, it's unpredictable. It's yeah. there's, there's there's you know um, Punch, a lot, anything can punching happen. Punching up, you're yeah. saying. Yeah. So then, and, and then the other thing is that you can finish in fifth or sixth, and and uh, uh, and, and go and win the league, um, which you've seen it happen numerous times. Uh, I think the year we won it in '19. With the Monarchs, we, we were fourth, and then we, we ended up winning it all. You know, went and upset a few teams, beat Phoenix in Phoenix, um, beat Louisville in Louisville in the final, and no one expected us to do it. So um, there's there's a lot to be said for that, and, and um, I just think it's an exciting time, and, and uh, we'll try to we'll try to pull all – like we have a very experienced staff. Uh, we'll try to pull all those experience. JP's won MLS Cups and penalty kicks. Um, uh, you know, Neil's won as a player. Um, uh, actually, beating me in a final as a player. Um, what a dick! Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, look, I mean, it's it's we, we, a lot of experience and uh, such a douche. And, yeah, uh, we're you know we're excited to get going. Yeah, love you, Neil, but fucking a, how rude! Yeah, <laughs> ass clown. Yeah. <laughs> so this squad has a healthy mix of guys that have been there, and and guys that will be having their first playoff experience. Um, What's the message been from the coaching staff, even from the, the front office, the club side, um, and to these guys that are new to this leading up to Saturday? I think the first message is let's not be content with just getting in. You know, I think um, it was a, probably a weight off everyone's shoulders to, to, to qualify, even yeah. under the circumstance. But I think we would be doing ourselves a, a disservice to, to feel comfortable with that. And I think with the quality that we have in the team and, and regardless of injuries and things that haven't gone our way and, and so on and so forth, there's a quality in the team. Uh, I think there's a good belief and a good vibe in the team. And I think that 
I think that the first order of business is to believe that, that we're going to go and win the game. Yeah. And that was my, my big message to the guys today. Um, um, even in training today, I was getting into them a little bit because it was a little bit like, oh, we were just kind of happy to, to, be, to be playing again and to be, to be you know, another day in the sun. Um, but but I, I want us to be more, you know, yeah. and I, I kind of let him let him know it a little bit today. And I think the message got across. And, um, yeah, I, I, I just think the guys, the guys are going to come and, and work and, and be bought into to what we're trying to do, that they've done that all year. So, um, I, like I said, I think the staff and I feel, feel really good about where things are, are going. They want to keep playing. I mean, they just need to win again, and then they can keep playing again next week. For That's, sure. <laughs> That's right. That's, That's simple. It. Yeah. It's that simple. We, you know, we, we asked – um, specifically, Derek Gebhardt and Kristen Cheney, uh, before this Omaha game last weekend, um, kind of like uh, it was. A- I think it was actually before the game, before that. But it was. It was. Like, yeah, it was two weeks ago. Yeah. It just looked towards the end of the season like there was there was some nerves that we haven't seen before, and it seemed like they were playing kind of tentatively. Arsene Wenger called it playing with the handbrake on, um, which is a, a phrase that I've grown to loathe uh, and respect. Uh, <laughs> now, that that? I've, now that I've seen it at, at pretty much every level uh, in both this country and abroad, um, what, do you, what do you kind of attribute to the sort of later season, especially like right up till the end, Kind of lack of sharpness, maybe in front of goal, not taking an extra touch when maybe guys should have, uh, and maybe some of the defensive mistakes that happen as well. Do you think it was nerves or something else? Yeah, I think it's like usually when when these things start to happen, it's um, it's an accumulation of, of, of different things, and um, I think the the big thing is just to get we we got to continue to just keep our confidence up and believe yeah. that believe that the, the next guy is going to make a play. If you make a mistake, it's okay. You know, I tell these guys every week. Um, you know they have permission to make mistakes. I don't. Um, we're not going to stop doing what we do because someone makes a mistake. Right. We're not going to. I'm Scrap not going to bench. Plan. I'm not going to yeah. bench a player because he, he makes a mistake. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's just not how how we work. And and uh, so the guys know. I think deep down they know. And I think they they also of course there's pressure you know of course there is of course we, we've got a probably a, a little bit of a younger ro- roster yeah. um than, than maybe some of the teams we're up against maybe a little bit less experienced than some of the teams we're up against but that's that's part and pos- parcel and i think um if anything this this last stretch this tough stretch that we've been on is has been a learning experience and my hope is that look we get one call our way we get one bounce to go our way and we have that little bit of final composure in front yeah, of the box um, you know, we we make a big play. You know, we're some of these games we we've lost. Like last time we played North Northern Colorado, they beat us two zero. I think they had two shots on goal. They did a penalty and a free kick. So it's not like we're we're getting outplayed. You know, our our expected goals is right up there at the top of the league. Um, we're creating chances. Uh, we def- we've defended well all season. Um, so uh, look, I think we have a lot of confidence, and I think it's just. We're just waiting for that one, the, the tide to turn, that one. Sometimes it's just one moment. Sometimes it's um, it's one guy making a play. Sometimes it's yeah. uh, a bounce, you know, deflecting a, an ugly goal that goes in off their center back and, yeah. and, and you know, caroms in. These are the type of moments that we, we just need one to go our way, and I think, you know, who, who knows what can happen. So Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you kind of alluded to it, but we hear a lot about how paramount it is to have a basket of knowledge, like, you know, I'm going into the playoffs. But – is there also some credence to the belief to the belief that having it be new and being a fresh experience can be a positive as well? Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, I think it's um, like I said with our guys, it's it's 
if you if you took a straw poll in the league, um, I, I I like to motivate. I, the thing that always motivated me is proving people wrong, and so that's something that I, that I try to bring to the guys. And it's not from the fact of that I, because I believe that we can. Um, I believe that we can do it. My staff does. I think the players do as well. I think it's just down to. I think it's just down to like. You know, sometimes it's okay to be a little bit naive in some moments because you play with less fear, and that's that's the yeah. big thing that I'm trying to get across mm-hmm. to the guys. Like, I want there to be an intensity. Uh, the quality is not always going to be there. Mistakes will happen. This is normal, um, but the effort has to be there no matter yeah. what. The reactions have to be there, and I think if we can do that consistently, we're always giving ourselves a chance. So for the weekend in Fort Collins. Without giving too much away, you're going through prep. Uh, what's some of the main areas of focus you're you're working on in training? Uh, you know, just to work on getting getting that win uh, and getting to getting to play Omaha uh, a week from a week from Saturday. Yeah. For, for today, it was playing under pressure. It's a little bit of a smaller pitch, so we've got to be good in tight spaces uh, to be able to advance the ball. The, the pitch is the pitch is about ten yards shorter than ours, so everything gets compounded and compact a little bit more um, in terms of the, the build-outs and in terms of the, the, the way to get to the attacking half. <clears throat> we spend some time in front of the goal. We do a lot of stuff working in the boxes. Um, we'll do that the rest of the week, um, trying to find ways to put the ball in the net and then protect the goal. We'll talk about set pieces. They're a team that's good on set pieces. They're a team that delivers the ball well from wide areas. Um, we're going to have to deal with those moments and defend the box well. Um, and then, yeah, just can we be can we be good? Can we be good in possession, progress the ball consistently, create good chances, and, and then capitalize? I think those are the, the big points of emphasis. And does that uh, does that mountain air, um, you know, the high elevation, does that factor into any of that at all as well? Um, maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit, um, but I wouldn't say it does more. I would say less, less so the, the mountain air. Okay, the altitude is certainly a factor to a degree yeah. um, when you're pre- prepping a game plan. But I think um, I think more so the way that they play. They're pretty. They're pretty expansive. Um, they're pretty direct. Yeah. So so yeah, whether it's the thin air or just kind of the way they play, we've got to be prepared for for dealing with that that directness, dealing with the. The, the wide overloads, the, the them trying to get balls and get get the ball out to Rogers and get the ball in dangerous areas. Um, those are the things we got to pre- pre- prep for. And um, yeah, the Mountain Air probably helps them a little bit because it's they're a direct team. They're right. Thin air ball travels a little bit quicker maybe, but it's not like um, yeah, you know, it's not something so noticeable that we're like whoa, like we you know the balls going so fast. <laughs> Bounce weird. <laughs> yeah. What's going on? Are we they on got, the fucking moon? Or they got they got to put the, they got to put the ball in a humidor before. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I keep the balls in the humidor. That's right. That's right. Those humidor, those humidor balls at yeah, the Rockies. Obviously, yeah, obviously, obviously they, they, they. That's the that's yeah. that's the reason why. It's not runs. for cigars. For this, for the soccer balls. <laughs> uh, it's for the soccer balls. So this is year two for you here in Madison. Um, how much of a, a leap was there from year one to year two for you? I think significant. Um, I'm really proud of of the leap that we made. Um, and again, coming in and. Kind of having it be, you know, last season a hodgepodge of, of guys that had been here and, and um, been recruited by someone else, and then, and then guys that I had brought in uh, a little bit late in the window. Um, I felt like I felt like it wasn't a real representation of of, of what I want to do and who who I want, would like our team to be. I think this year's uh, a step closer to that, a big step. Um, I do think there's there's a lot to work on, a lot to improve. Yeah. There's there's certainly 
Um, there's certainly additions to be made. There's certainly, um, you know, stylistic things to clean up. There's certainly, look, this is always a process. Um, I'm a second year head coach. Yeah. Like I, I've got, I've got work to do still, but, but I do feel like, um, just culturally, I do feel like, um, I do feel like stylistically, culturally, from a, an adaptability standpoint, from um, uh, bringing a new group in as almost an expansion team standpoint, I, I'm, I'm really proud of some of the work we've done this year, some of the goals we've scored, some of the, the, the football we've played has been really, uh, you don't see many teams in our league um, doing some of the things that we try to do. So I'm really proud of that work. Um, but that being said, like it's all about results. And, yeah. and we know that we have to transfer that style into results and, and do it consistently, more consistently moving forward. But I'm proud of I'm proud of the look. I feel like the football club's in a better position than than when I arrived. So that's always something that I'll, that I'll feel good about as a manager. Um, but there's always there's always work. There's always work that needs to be done, and um, and we feel like um, we feel like there's there's a lot more that we can give um, yeah. the, the city. Um, so and and that could start here with a playoff run. You know that could start here with a playoff run. That's my hope. Um, we, we 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 feel really good about our chances here. And we like I said, I think we can we can compete with anybody. Yeah, I mean, when we had Derek and Cheney on, one of the things that we said to them was, uh, <clears throat> you know, all of the the sort of late season run of like poor run of form, no one's gonna remember that shit if we're sipping champagne out of a fucking trophy. Uh, <laughs> so let's do that. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like fun. Yeah, I like fun things. I like fun things. You? No, me? A surprise to me. I know. Right? Um, so, like, uh, are there any? <clears throat> specific sort of lessons or takeaways or maybe aha moment. I know you're not like a big, like single moment type of guy, but you, you, you learn a lot. Like we've talked with you lots of times and you seem to be more narrowed in on like what sort of lessons can we learn from this thing? Are there specific lessons or things that you've picked up this year uh, as well as in the previous season, maybe that you've learned compared to previous places that you coached or played at? Yeah, I mean it's such a it's it's such a um, it's such a niche environment, you know, and, and, and I mean that in a in a good way. Um, it's it's just Madison and, and League One are, are both sort of niche environments within themselves, and so um, the learning has to be it's constant. There's there's things that you wouldn't even. You know, I, I think the biggest thing that I've learned is to more holistically look at the big picture and say okay, what do we need to address and prioritize and create a hierarchy of priority? And I think like that's probably the biggest thing that I've learned uh, since I've been here because there's so many different variables here that, that, I'm, that I deal with uh, as a head coach and technical director that, that quite frankly I haven't had to deal with it, whether it be the role or, or the environment um, in other places that I've been. So I think it starts with that. It starts trying to prioritize, okay, how are we going to maximize a preseason? How are we going to to maximize our recruitment process? Right. How are we going to um, try to get a schedule that doesn't kill us? Um, that's something that, that we've got to address. You know, I've is got that to, possible in this league? Um, it's it's. I'm not sure. You know, I'm not sure. <laughs> I, and, and some of that will no, depend. Yeah. On, well, look, some of that depends on kind of the, the powers that be figuring out kind of what formats we're going to use next yeah. season. And some of that depends on, you know, how, look, how many games are we going to play in the spring? How many games are we going to play in the summer? Right. Um, you know, we played over half our season in, in the summer. So, I mean, you know, guys are, are, are worn down. You know, it, it's just it's it would be it. nice to not have a month long stretch where we're on the road, like for a month straight. Like, it's it's tough because like I can see that working if you're in a specific region. Oh, right? Yeah, if you're in the southern region, yeah. 
and you're not having to fly back home all the time. Right. You know, but like, but like, yeah, but there that's, are logistical that's, things that could happen to make the, because we've the talked road about this. wear yeah. significantly less. We've talked about this. Like all three of us have had jobs where we had to travel for, you know, at certain points in our life. Yeah. When you have to travel every week, it wears it, 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 it wears, wears on you yeah. like a lot and like and that's one of those things where it's like I, you know when people were really upset with things i was just like how much have you really spent time traveling yeah i mean cuz travel travel is not glamorous at all like at all it and is it, like if you're going on vacation but right. then when you're in the middle of but it like, you're if like if, fuck if, this airport but like. if you're traveling for for, <laughs> for work yeah it's not glamorous no. at all and so, like, when you have a month-long stretch where you're on the fucking road all like every weekend, yeah. like every weekend, you're saying goodbye to your family. You're saying, "Yeah, us numb nuts will board a plane on Friday afternoon, l- load ourselves up on beer before we get on that pl- that plane, have some more beer the second that we probably that we mm-hmm. land. Wait for Alexa to get there so that she can drive us out to Windsor. And we're in Colorado. So, like, well, we're in Colorado, so we might have guys, something else too. These guys don't get to do that at all. No, no, no. Like right. they, they, like they, they're, they're, well, it's a business yeah, trip. It's a business trip. Yeah, it's a business trip. It's a business trip. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's the, the elephant in the room in the league is, is more how can we regionalize it a little bit? How can we, not just from a cost perspective for the owners, but for the guys and, and just like, you know, like Spokane's coming in. Like, I... It's it's you know uh, I, I think but, that, great but that's another long trip. Yeah. 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 Well, that's kind of my point. Like yeah. I, I think there's like maybe there's some maybe there's some things. I think there's some things that are being discussed. My hope is that um, there's some solutions found and, and uh, that can make things better because I think it overall it raises the product. I mean, it raises the Absolutely. quality of the product. We want to put out a good product yeah. as a league as yeah. a, as a club. So yeah, that's our that's our hope. But, However, I'm not you know. going to complain about that trip to Santa Barbara. <laughs> Same, but yeah. I, I will say I will say just just consider that uh, well, no matter LA where time. we go, no matter where we go, it's still going to be less than uh, than Wisconsin's longest uh, trip in the Big Ten because they're going to be going out to Seattle next year for so, UW versus UW, right? UW versus UW. We should, we have to win that game. We have to win that game. I, I, I don't saying. I don't care if y'all win that game or not. Just just saying, just saying. <laughs> but anyways. Um, Matt, you've got a couple of absolute legends on your staff uh, in John Pasquarella and Jim Lunder. Um, what's been the impact of guys like that on the squad? And uh, what's their impact been on your career and your time here? No, I just think having guys who, who are, are mentor types are good for, for coaches, good for players. You know, a young coach myself, it's nice to have a guy who's a coach educator for, for U.S. soccer and Jim, a guy who, and, and JP, who's who's been there and done it all and been a head coach. And yeah. um, I look back a lot and say now I think, you know, if I were to ever be in a situation again um, where, where I'm going to be an assistant, I think it, I would be infinitely better um, just because I've had the experience of being a head coach, and that's something that right. JP has. Um, so he knows when to kind of, you know, he's just Mr. Positivity. And I think like a lot of times with the some of the things that we face, you know, those him, Jim and JP are generally just the most positive people. And Neil and I are kind of the curmudgeons. So we yeah. have such a we have such a good balance. Which is hilarious seeing that yeah. you're the two young guys. Yeah, and that, but the, it's, the it's normal because the, like, the young guys are always going to be a little bit more neurotic. Fiery, and, yeah. yeah, like a little bit more like, you know, yeah. wearing, our, wearing our heart on our sleeve. And JP's been there. You know, Jim's been doing it for however many years. JP's yeah. done it at every level. Um, he's doing it for the love. He's you know yeah. JP's not here for. I just love know, seeing for, him walk around anything. smoking a cigar. Yeah. Like on like on Saturday, yeah. he was just walking around smoking a cigar. You know, it's I'm like, this is this is this is a great scene right now. <laughs> you know, 
and I'm here. I'm here thinking. Well, if if the young guys are the neurotic ones, then where does this put Keith? Yeah, he's right in the middle. I would say. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, Keith. Yeah, Keith. <laughs> Keith, Keith is Keith. I mean, you guys he know Keith, it. man. Keith. Yeah. 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 Keith, Love you, Keith. Keith is Keith. Keith is uh, Keith. So is that Keith. sort of tilts the. <laughs> <laughs> the pendulum, uh, you, but no, Keith's fantastic. Like we have a great group, man. There, you know, we have a great group, so man, I'm, I'm really should, happy with it. If if you if you had if you had my spot up in the press box, right with Keith on the other side of the wall for 70 minutes of the game, oh man, oh man, it's great. Sometimes I did notice a moment in this last Noco game out there where you were, I think, expressing your dissatisfaction with a particular call, but then immediately found your way to the chairs and Neil got up like, it seemed like almost like he was swapping in for you, trying to make it seem little, like little he, tag team he was the one up there saying those things. Um, now, I'm not trying to say that these referees like are easily fooled uh, or that they're not easily fooled. <laughs> yeah. But it seemed like it was a little bit of a switcheroo. Yeah, yeah. No, I think... Um, <laughs> look, again, that's part of it, right? 100% this is what goes he's going a, on. He's a tactical... <laughs> no, I He's mean, a ask, tactical manager. Ask, ask JP uh, about his stories from when he worked with Peter Vermees sometime. And he'll... he'll yeah, I, won't, I won't tell it because it's not my story to tell. But he's got, he's got some stories about how, how that worked and what that really... Like, and, and what needs to what needs to happen sometimes and and uh, being the assistant uh, sometimes you gotta you gotta bite the bullet but uh, but 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 the, the truth is that <laughs> the truth is that yes there there's some some strate- strategic things going on but also um, look I mean yeah oh, we, we just man. gotta try to get those guys on our side right. as best we can so yeah yeah that's, that's good Mitch, stuff. You, you know Mitch has said it before but uh, Neil is a very endearing endearing young man. He is. Yeah. I mean, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's all we can that's say all, about that's that. That's all we need to say about that. Yeah. He likes, he loves Bonnie Rhett. I mean, what else do you want? I'm, I'm sold. Yeah. I got a whole bunch. And, I got a whole and, bunch right behind me. He loves so. Bonnie Rhett and the red beer. And the red beer, which we, he turned us on to, which was great. <laughs> Neil, Neil's got good taste. About the red <laughs> beer. <laughs> Remember that now? That seems like forever ago, doesn't it? it well, that's, that was preseason, wasn't it? That, but that just shows you how pre-season. long the season is. Well, yeah, it seems like a like an age. The season, ago. the season's the season's longer than the MLB season. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. You've had at least three haircuts since then, if not more. Three or four. Yeah. Hey, somebody's got to put Danny's future kids through school. Yeah, it's so, gonna be us. Yeah, probably both of us. We're helping pay for his <laughs> wedding. Um, weddings in the Dominican Republic are not cheap. Just no. so you're aware. I, I can imagine. Yeah. So, this is our last sort of scripted question. Um, might be a short episode today. I'm okay with that. Give give the people what they want, and that's just a little taster, an appetizer, as the kids say, mm-hmm. ahead of the weekend. Horse duvers. Yes, horse duvers, indeed. We're like we're like pancakes. <laughs> there's there's like, like a the point where pancakes. you there gets to a point where you're just like, man, I don't want pancakes anymore. Yeah, enough pancakes. No, enough pancakes. That we're pancakes. Um, you were one of the catalysts behind. I it was more of a waffle, but okay. <laughs> so Matt, you were one of the catalysts behind the club and 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 us as well doing the polar plunge this year. Um, 
as winter begins to make its way here into Wisconsin. Some might say it's very close to already being here. Uh, it's pretty chilly out this morning. It was. Um, it was. But are there plans to do it again? Also, going back to last year's event, who had the best plunge outfit and why was it Zach Swadzik? <laughs> I mean, you answered your own question, one hundred percent. Just the, just the, uh, just the, just the stones, literally the, uh, the icy, the icy, the icy stones. I'm just hanging there. right out there. I'm still surprised yeah. Zach never wore that to a game. Yeah. Well, okay. So the stipulation was it was an agreed it was an agreement with Vern that if Ford Madison clinched the league title at home. Zach would wear it. Uh, Zach would wear it. Well, and there's next year. There's next. next year. There's next. Which he will probably have a new outfit by then. Which, if anything, is we can go off of from last year's outfit. I'm sure this next oh. next year's outfit is going to be uh, amazing. One so. uh, trembles with anticipation. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I, I definitely like to do it again, and I and I want to continue to try and uh, get the guys out. We need to do yeah. more. We need to continue to do that stuff and, and even do more. So, um, but yeah, uh, first things first. Let's win. Let's win. Let's win yeah. something. And, but but yeah, no, I definitely want to definitely want to do the polar plunge, plunge again. I thought it was fantastic, and I think the guys enjoyed it, and uh, that's something we'll we'll probably look to do again. Yeah, I don't know if I shared this with you. Um, I've shared it with these guys, but my my dad, who passed away a couple of years ago, was a sort of secret donor for decades to Special Olympics and told nobody but my mom about this. Uh, and his sister, actually, I found that out. Um, apparently, he had a cousin growing up who had developmental disabilities, died very young. Uh, this is back in the, the age of polio, mm-hmm. when polio yeah. polio was, also, was taking people out. <laughs> yeah, it it also had uh, cognitive effects right. on people. Yeah. And um, before it really set in with my dad's cousin, when they were kids, they used to come and play baseball on Coolidge Street on the east side of Madison, right by right right over by off North Street by by Os- the old Oscar Meyer business or building where my grandmother worked for years. Um, but kids in the neighborhood used to make fun of my dad's cousin, who obviously had issues because of polio, trying to play baseball. And apparently my dad, all like that stuck with him. And it's one of the reasons why his sister told me like he donated to them for years. I didn't know about this at all. Like my mom and my, my aunt were the only people that knew about it, and my dad obviously, but... They sent him a plaque, or my family a plaque, and like sent flowers to his like yeah, celebration of life cool. after he passed. So I think it's something. It's why I did it this last year. It's why I will probably keep doing it. We got to do it every year then. Yeah, that's just the way. It's, just it's for it's you know for auto. It was not that bad. No, it wasn't. It really wasn't. Like it was. It was. It was. Fun. Us, it was like us, two, us two were 10, like, yeah, we'll do it again. Like, it's like, I'll do it again. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, let's yeah, go. Nothing. Temporary yeah, discomfort. Yeah, no big deal. Yeah, I yeah, need a little more time in that hot tub. Yeah, after, yeah. It was a quick. It was a little bit too. I don't know. The water was looking pretty brown. Pretty. It was disgusting. It was great. It was gross, man. I mean, let's just say I hope they burned those hot tubs afterwards. Yes. 
I, uh, my, so buddy, like, my buddy Chris was working at one of them. He did, like I got in. He goes, "You want to get out right away?" <laughs> it's like, like for real. Like, like so, so. You know how the divers were like kind of off to like one side. Yeah, there was like yeah. the divers there. Mm-hmm. So I go, like I wasn't sure what to do. So yeah. I just like went right cannonball, like oh, yeah. jumped high. Yeah, I'm heading towards this guy, and this guy's like freaking out. He's like, no, <laughs> there's like a six six like. Like in Sasquatch, like in yeah, heading towards him. His uh, his options were either you or Zach. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, 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 true. Yeah. yeah, I tried to stay down in the water as long as I could. Yeah, yeah. I had like a snorkel. Like yeah. I was, you were you were doing the whole like the the, seal, you know, team seal team like sex coming out of the water, just like the bob on the head, you know. Just stay low so they don't see me. Well, once you get in there, you're like, oh, this isn't that it's bad. not that bad. Then you get out and you're like, oh shit, it's, it's cold it's, out. That's here. The, it's yeah. the air. It's the air that's it's cold. The air. It's the air yeah. that's cold. But we got to do that again. Yeah. The, that again. the the icy climbs of uh, midwinter Lake Monona. All right. Uh, we'll do it again. Let's do it. Um, we'll do a whole campaign. We've reached the point in the show uh, very early. Our our listeners, our Patreon backers are going to be like, I paid $5 a month for this bullshit and you're giving me 45 minutes? Well, we still have to do like our initial part first. No, we're not doing that. We're not going to do that? No, we're not doing that today. It's playoffs, baby. We don't need to do all that shit. Okay. Playoffs? Yeah, playoffs. Playoffs? Playoffs. We're not talking about playoffs we are talking about playoffs and we're not doing an intro we're not doing an outro we're here with, with matt we're gonna hang out and finish our beers and shoot the shit and chop it up all right That's uh good. <clears throat> what have you been listening to grant man it's or watching or reading or <laughs> so uh so this was uh as courtesy of jimmy k ah. uh who was here this weekend from milwaukee great great dude was out with us uh late into the evening Dancing away. Ooh. And then we, and then, we then, were out late. We, we were, were out very late on Saturday. I got I I left at one thirty and I left you guys at the bar. Yeah, and we stayed out until well, late. Cri- crib shitter was playing at the Crystal. They were so great. We had to they go. were good. They were great. They're fantastic. They were great. They got a woman. They got a woman on stage playing the tuba. Yeah. And uh, then, and then like throwing the tuba over her shoulder and playing the keys. Are you fucking kidding? Me? Who's also a stone cold fox? She's a stone cold fox, bro. Yeah, it takes very like she obviously does a lot of crunches. Yeah, <laughs> I mean for those legs. Yeah. No, for, I mean she's got. She usually wears like a little like sort of crop top type thing. Yeah, yeah. Vest, and they, oh yeah, yeah. Because she did it like that yeah. at Steve's show. Yeah. She, she had. Because they open for that's screen, right. the Simpsons. That's right. The ponds. Right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Um. But no, what have I been listening? So we got home, and Jimmy wanted to play jukebox with uh, my record collection, mm-hmm. and we got As into uh, Billy Joel's "The Stranger." Ah, such a good album, man. Which, which I was like, I you know, I had kind of forgotten I had, yeah, because I got it in like a one of those, you know, one of those mystery packs we get it, oh, and love uh, to get that in a mystery pack. And um, he was just like, that was like the last song that he's like, he's like, you have Italian restaurant, and I'm like. I do have that song. <laughs> and so uh, I was working today and uh, put that album on. And that's like Mitch just said, that's a great album. I guess yeah. that's a really great album. So. That's arguably his best album. I, I think it is his best album. Yeah. I think it is his best album. But yeah, Billy Joel's The Stranger. That's what I've been listening to lately. So Mitch, I'm, I'm still to listen- you in the studio. I'm still listening to The Proto Men. Um, started, uh, I started playing Detective Pikachu Returns on my Switch. Um, which is Baby's first visual novel. It's it is a horribly horribly simple game. Um, 
I I implore everyone. I, I, I might have to tweet this out, but um so the first Detective Pikachu game, it was like uh the background of it is um this dude was a detective, had a Pikachu, guy goes missing, Pikachu gets amnesia, the dude's Of uh, course the, the dude's course. the dude's kid comes in to to look for his dad, becomes the detective. Um, and the Pikachu can communicate, can talk to, can talk to the kid. So, you know, weird setup. Um, it's, it, slightly. It's, so, so, so I'm, I was going to say, I mentioned, sounds like your basic film noir. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so the Pikachu, so the Pikachu, the Pikachu has amnesia and over the course of the first game, he'd have these like flashbacks when certain things happened about what happened in the past. Well, they brought that back for the sec for the for the second game. I, I don't think anyone that's listening to this podcast is going to play it. Is going to um is is going to play this game. Um, if you do, like mute for the next like thirty seconds to a minute. Um, basically, what happens, and I implore everyone to watch this cutscene on YouTube. Um, Pikachu takes a bite of macaroni and cheese. Has this faints has this flashback of him standing on a table with his with his owner going over to his wife and being like, Irene, we need to talk. What's wrong? I want a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> what? What do you mean? And he just he's and he just walks in. He's like, I'm sorry. It's like, what is happening in my baby's first visual novel that they're talking about divorces less than two hours into the game? What is going on? Like so this, this is legitimate. This is real. This is real. So I, I will tweet this out. It's so it is the funniest saying, thing. So this, this is basically thing. like the Pokemon, uh, Pokemon Heavy Rain edition. Yeah. Or like or said, like it's the film noir division. Yeah. Division. Or like or like Ace Attorney. Yeah. It's like a it's like a film noir Ace Attorney for babies. It's. <laughs> It, it is not a, intense. It is not a. It is not a good game necessarily, but it's entertaining sound, you, enough. I was gonna say you sound like you enjoying it. Though. <laughs> I I love this stuff. I love this sort of this <laughs> dumb. I, Rock, I, I love Rock this on dumb with your stuff. Bad self, I Mitch. love this dumb stuff. That's why we love you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm doing. That's How about you, Matt? Yeah, it's funny. So I came prepared. I brought my Spotify. He, my you've recent, been here before. He's, but he knows the rules. Yeah, yeah. He so knows the last rules. two songs. <laughs> No, so do I. Uh, Idols, never fight a man with a perm. You guys ever Ooh, heard of Idols? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's good stuff. I, UK, I love punk, Idols. Punky, yeah, I love rock. Idols. Um, and then I, but you know, my missus put me onto the song Norma Tenega, "You're Dead." You guys ever heard of that? No, it's pretty. It's kind of like a weird, like, kind of like um, Ooh, uh, experimental uh, classic. Nice. You know, kind of. Uh, I'll play it for you guys. Like like prog rock. Yeah, I'm kind of, but like from the sixties. Like it's, okay. it's it's uh, it's kind of Who, cool. Who's it by? Norma Tenega. Yeah, pretty 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 good little tune. There. I'm, I'm surprised there's what a is, song yeah. that's been mentioned on here that Grant didn't know. I know. Right? <laughs> one of my you got, favorite. You got me, boss. <laughs> one of my favorite idols set like runs of lyrics is on a song called Mr. Motivator. Great song. And it is, I am and I intend to go, go, go like Conor McGregor with a samurai sword on rollerblades, like Vassal Lomachenko after four pints of Gatorade, like Kathleen Hanna with bear claws grabbing Trump by the pussy, like, <laughs> like Delia Smith after 10 Chardonnays making me a nice cookie. 
That's a that's a good turn of phrase. There. Poetry, man. It's poetry. Yeah. Put it in the loop. <laughs> yeah, their their tiny desk concert is. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Good. Yeah, it's it's way out. Yeah, good stuff. It's top notch. I have been feasting as I do around this time every year on a band that not a whole lot of people know about, uh, but my friend Greg introduced me to what feels like ages ago, uh, a dark folk rock duo called Dead Man's Bones, which is... Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling, yeah. And his buddy, Zach Shields, and the Silver Lake Conservatory of Music's Children's Choir. They did a full-length... I've heard it. Worth of music, uh, Ryan Gosling uh, kind of flew under the radar when this first came out because I think it was right after Lars and the Real Girl came out. But he goes under the the pseudonym of Baby Goose, which Gosling Baby Goose it makes sense. But he plays piano, uh, plays guitar, and sings on all the songs, as do the kids in the children's choir. Uh, So it's kind of this weird like spooky Halloweenish kind of music. Yeah. yeah, but it's like kind of jangly dark folk music with a children's choir in the background and Ryan Ryan Gosling absolutely croons the entire album. He's it's great. Fantastic. He's great. Yeah. Um quality. There's nothing that man can't do. If you get to watch there's Other than a, get Barbie. Yeah. Well, he is Knuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh <laughs> Which, if you have not and seen And with that, Barbie, good night, folks. Yeah. If you, have not, <laughs> if you have not seen the Barbie movie, see that shit. It's so good. It's really good. So yeah. good. Go watch it. Yeah, I, went, I saw it with Soph. It's great. Can't recommend it it's enough. Um, with that, we are going to end early. Matt, thank you so much for being here tonight. And thank you for getting us back into or being a part of the group, really. Because it's not just you. It's not just the coaching staff. It's not even all just the players. It's everyone that works for the club helps make this shit happen. And you guys, man. We all did it together. Good yeah. stuff. We will have a whole crew out there in NOCO this weekend. I'll be there. These two guys will be there. Yep. Um, I know of at least, I think at least six to eight more people that are definitely going to be there. I know more people are trying. Like I bought six tickets so far just for people that live in the Fort Collins area that want to come and cheer for Madison. Yeah, my cousin, my cousin lives in Denver. He wants to go to the game, so I'm working that out with him as well. Like, it might be the the highest attended game at the Future Legends Sport <laughs> Complex dot com dot biz. Uh, I wonder if there's a way we can get a drum out there. Ticket smarter, oh, yeah, we can. yeah, just throw in an Alexis car. Maybe we'll just stop at a she's pawn flying shop out in Fort she? Collins or something. I no, she's she's driving with Bella. Let's just. No, she's not. She's flying. No, she's oh, flying. She um, oh, let's I, just stop at a pawn shop in Fort Collins. We'll get one. Either that, or I think we'll talk. We have, I think we yeah. have an option. We'll make. Things I think work. we got an option. So, but Matt, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Good luck this weekend. We will be there. We'll be cheering for you. We'll be back in the boys as we always do. Um, and yeah, hopefully, not three points. Let's get a W because we're in the fucking playoffs, baby. Survive in advance. That's yeah, that's all it's about. Survive in advance, man. My pleasure, guys. Pleasure being here. Thanks for having me. Thanks yeah, for coming hopefully in. this Thank is you. not the last time that we're we're joining you for the playoffs. But if fuck it, we're not going to say if it is. We'll wait till next week, and hopefully we'll talk with you next week. But as Grant always says, be it, cheer on the boys this weekend, and also be easy. We'll see y'all next time. Empty cans. I think we need to replant the. <laughs>